Today, I chat with my copywriter, Cindy Suzuki. She specializes in emotional and inspirational storytelling. Her background in sales and business development, coupled with her effective research style, which includes interviewing her clients' clients, allows her to see unique angles, resulting in colorful copy that authentically connects. She has a bachelor's in English and is a founder of Copy Bento. She has done all my copy for my website and my sales page for my coaching program, and I call her my copywriting unicorn. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. I'm your host, Carissa, and I've been a Los Angeles wedding photographer for over a decade. I've traveled the world, built my team, and seen it all. I now coach wedding photographers hit 10K a month and build a thriving business. In this podcast, we are going to deep dive into how top wedding creatives get that heck yes from their dream clients. We are not holding back on the struggles of the business and how to push through the noise. Some healthy hustle, mindset shifts, up-leveling your money story, time hacks because I'm a mom of two, a little bit of woo-woo, and most importantly, self-love and confidence are just a few of the many things we'll talk about. I want to give you a genuine thank you for following along my journey. I hope to inspire you every Wednesday so that you say heck yes to listening to this podcast. See you guys soon. Hey guys, I'm here with my friend Cindy. We're new friends and I call her my copywriting unicorn and she we met at our daughter and or she has three kids but we, we met at school and yeah we became instant good friends because she's just like the master of copywriting and she's written my bio for my website and when I got it back I was literally in tears like you made me sound better than I actually am and that's <laughs> what good copywriters do so Cindy, I actually, even though you are my unicorn, um, I actually don't know too much about you. <laughs> so instead of me telling telling the viewers and the audience the bio, take it away. You could tell them about yourself. Oh, thank you, Carissa. That's really nice that you say that. I'm really flattered. Um, well, uh, actually, you know, just um, in a nutshell, I am a digital copywriter. I write mostly copy for the web. And I specialize in kind of very emotional and like inspirational storytelling. Um, I am a little bit unique because I have a real um, sales and business development background. And um, I also use this kind of uh, special like research style. It's very kind of basic, but I don't know anybody else that's really doing it. Um, I would interview, you know, my clients' clients to get um, really the the raw and real stories. Um, So then I can use their words to kind of describe my clients, you know, like I did for you, um, like I do for my other clients. And then I can um, really just use their words to attract more clients like them. Cause I think that's what we're all trying to do here. And oh yeah, I am the founder yeah, of Copy you, Bento. What, what, what is it called? Um, it's called Copy Bento. Bento is like the Japanese lunchbox. Oh, and so, <laughs> yes, of course. I yeah, didn't know that that was your company name. I just thought it was yeah, your name. Yeah, I just launched it and, you know, it's it kind of um, taken a backseat because I just like, you know, dove straight into client work. But um, yeah, so I'm trying to, you know, develop my brand finally and really um, just get that going. That's awesome. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, where did you do sales and how did you come up with that amazing, unique technique? Because I never heard it heard about it before. Yeah. um, Well, I did sales in kind of um, various um, corporate positions. 
Um, you know, most recently, um, I'm at the Sanrio, um, where I would kind of go outreach and, um, you know, find potential licensees and partners. And I did a lot of, you know, cold emailing, cold calling, and it just got me really comfortable getting, you know, rejected and, um, you know, not giving up because sometimes a partnership will not work out now, but, you know, you can contact them two years down the line and it might be a new contact and they might be ready to talk with you again. So I think it's just kind of the tenacity. I really built that up um, over at Sanrio and I'm really, uh, really happy about that. And um, with regards to... Um, wow, kind what of kind the, of uh, partners have you guys had? Oh my goodness. So, so many, you know, big ones. We had, you know, Levi's, you had Puma, OPI, Herschel, you know, so many and a lot more big ones to come too. So, and sometimes partnerships take, you know, wow, um, those are years. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a really, really great experience. Yeah, I love that, that you work with so many brands. And thank you for my Herschel Sanrio backpack. I get so many compliments all the time, <laughs> more than like my Louis Vuitton that cost me a fortune. So <laughs> people on no the street problem. are like, oh my God, I love your backpack. Um, but anyways, I wanted to ask you, where did you come up with that te technique where you actually interview the clients or their past clients to get like their, their words um, for their own brands? Well, I think um, I was really uh, kind of in my own head and it's just, I was, I was trying to get out of it. And basically um, I was also trying to get testimonials at the same time. And so I just figured, you know, why not just talk to them directly? Um, at first it was just a technique to get testimonials, but then as you're kind of getting testimonials, you know, you start asking other questions and then you start seeing patterns actually um, in what people liked about a certain client. Like, oh, um, you know, for example, with, you know, Alette Studio with Lisa, I noticed a lot of people really liked her you know, everybody really liked her like natural um, nature inspired artwork. And, you know, so we try to include a little bit of that in there, you know, not overdo mm -hmm. it. And then people loved how she was so friendly and also very fast. And, you know, so you kind of pick up on things and you want to play those up in the copy to really attract people that, you know, want that same experience. Yeah. I mean, I had an amazing experience with you, like I said. So I know what your woo factor is or your um, copy, <laughs> copy vental factor is, but tell me, um, Cindy, what is your woo factor? What makes you stand out? Well, I think that's really, um, you know, that's really it. You know, how I interview my clients' clients, um, you know, I take that time. It's not an easy job. Sometimes it is, um, it does take like a lot out of you, you know, when you're interviewing maybe five different clients and kind of asking them questions, you know, writing full summaries and just trying to really narrow it down. Um, so that's definitely one of my woo factors, but I'm also um, kind of like an emotional person. And um, in the past, I think that, you know, in corporate, it wasn't um, like a useful thing to be emotional. You want to always be professional. You want to be on top of everything. Um, but I'm actually quite emotional. You know, I, re I read a lot of dorky like manga and watched a lot of anime, read a lot of love stories, like a rom -com, yeah. things like that. You know, a lot of people don't know that about me, um, but I'm actually, so I'm actually very emotional. So um, I'm able to actually write in a way that's emotional. I draw from my years of, you know, reading and writing and just kind of allowing myself to be who I am and that emotional, um, being emotional is actually a strength and not a weakness. And I think that's really where my woo factor is. Um, but I also, one other thing too, I'm sorry, I have a few, but um, I really like working with um, really busy entrepreneurs. Um, I think even in corporate, I worked with a lot of leadership that was really, really busy. So I'm really used to getting into their rhythm very quickly. So I don't need a lot of time to kind of like onboard myself. I'll just like jump right into it and, you know, try to give them what they need. And usually it works out. So I really like working with, you know, busy entrepreneurs, uh, managing multiple projects or even multiple businesses, kind of like yourself. Yeah, you're so fast. How did you get into making bios for wedding photographers? 
So you're actually the first wedding photographer I wrote a bio for. (laughs) And it was so much fun. Um, I love weddings. I loved my own wedding. I love just like the wedding industry. I love going to weddings and I love how, you know, emotional it is. And so I was able to, and and I actually remember, um, you know, just uh, being um, the subject of the wedding photographer, right? And then I did not like some of the poses we were in. It wasn't us. And so I just really, Mm -hmm. I was able to channel my own experience as well as everything you were saying, you know, to write, to give you, um, you know, what you needed and what I thought would resonate with your audience. And just for the listeners, um, you also wrote my sales page for my new coaching business. And that was amazing. And I was a little embarrassed when you asked me to speak to like my past clients, but I'm so glad that you did because I had no idea that I got them those results. I mean, I, literally like through your copywriting, I changed their whole business and I changed their lives. So that gave me the confidence to like really move forward with this coaching business and know that I could get people crazy results. So thank you for that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I didn't know you didn't know that, but you know, they were, you know, raving about you. That sales page was a beast of a page, but I had so much fun. (laughs) I loved writing, you know, in your voice and you know what, you know, everything you told me over the phone, I know we didn't even have a very long conversation about it, but everything you told me over the phone really resonated. And we just wanted to get, um, yeah, exactly. You know, what did you do for your clients? You know, like for one of them, she booked $25,000, like immediately after your program. That's crazy. And that's yeah, so amazing. That. Give me some of that commission, dude. <laughs> I'll give you some too. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I mean, that was amazing. I got goosebumps just like hearing that. And, you know, another one was able to leave her nine to five. And she said, if it wasn't for you, um, she'd probably be, be stuck there. And, you know, that's really crazy because yeah, yeah. you've changed their lives completely. You know, and others wanted to expand their network and they weren't, they didn't know how to do that. And you really showed them. And it was just, it was just really nice to connect with them. And it just made that copy just, you know, all that much more interesting and authentic. Thank you. That makes me so happy. So enough about me. Tell me, Cindy, what is your biggest, accomplishment in business? Uh, in business, I would say just, um, just starting was my biggest struggle. Um, I uh, am a corporate gal. I have been very institutionalized and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. If that's kind of, you know, what you want, but, you know, for so long, I, I knew that's not what I wanted. My dad was an entrepreneur. He, you know, made his own hours. My brother is. And so I knew I had it in me to do it. And I'm not sure what it was that took so long to just get started. But, um, you know, I don't actually feel like I wasted my time though. I feel like timing is really important. If you're not ready, you're not ready. And you know, when you are, you'll know it. And you just, you just jump in when you're ready. And so, um, I've learned, you know, like I was telling you my, you know, my job at Sanrio, I've learned so much. And so I could definitely apply all the learnings there, um, into what I'm doing now. So I would say that starting is just my biggest accomplishment so far. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I'm a coach, as you know, and, I usually ask this question at the end, but because you're a little bit newer with the wedding photography industry Mm -hmm. and starting your own business, um, if you had a magic wand, where would you see your business in three months? Because I know you're going to grow exponentially. So this is a good (laughs) question for you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I really uh, want to um, have like a handful of unique digital products. I love client work, but I do have three children. So I can't, you know, spend every waking hour. I don't want to trade my nine to five for three or four different bosses, you know, I want to have some more freedom. And so I really want to create like very useful, unique digital products, you know, that help entrepreneurs or copywriters just starting out. And I really got to get 
my website up and running. You know, like I said earlier, I've kind of put that on the back burner. And so I just want to really develop my brand and, you know, move from there. Um, Yeah, I think that's kind of where I want to be in three months. Yeah. So what kind of digital projects are we talking about? Um, They're, well... They're kind of unique. So I don't know if I want to say too much yet, but I do kind of want to get a little <laughs> bit into like the crypto space too. Oh. And kind of doing, yeah, like um, like interesting, you know, possibly NFTs and things like that, a little bit different. Um, just because there's nothing like that out there. Right now, there are um, you know, writers in the crypto space, they're writing, you know, books in um like in the NFT format. And it's really, really interesting to me. And so I just kind of want to see what I can, you know, what I can do there. Yeah, my cousin just wrote a book about NFTs and I was like, you're speaking a different language. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different and it's weird. And I think that's kind of what makes it so you know exciting. You can do what you want. It's the Wild West out there. So just really yeah, want to. Yeah, like, so I mean, you don't want to do rom-com loves, like <laughs> Christmas photography. Come on. Oh, no, for sure. That's definitely going to be in there. So... <laughs> Oh, I love it. So what are we talking about today? What is our hot topic? Let's see. What do we have today? Well, um, I wanted to kind of give, you know, three pieces of advice to kind of three different, you know, audiences. And, you know, it would be kind of copywriters, you know, entrepreneurs, you know, I guess, you know, um, the folks in your industry would be like the wedding photographers. They're also entrepreneurs. And then also the dreamers. And um, really for the first one, it's, um, you know, copywriting, Um, whether you're doing it for your own business or you're trying to be a copywriter, I think it's just kind of, um, you know, just start writing. I think it's kind of cliche advice, but it's so true. If you just kind of start consuming too much content, you just get paralysis on, you know, oh, which way do I do Mm, trying to make it perfect? And I think that applies across all business where, you know, you're so caught up in just the learning mode that you're not executing anything. And those really have to go hand in hand. And I think that's why a coach is so important actually because that coach will you know like you've really shown me that a coach will direct you they'll they'll teach you but you'll also put it into action and those things you know one cannot live without the other and so um yeah it's really kind of inspired me to also get my own coach you know in this space too um just because oh, wow. I don't want to yeah I've never considered it before and just after um just really learning about you know your program and everything I just like okay I got to get a coach this <laughs> is going to be so worth it <laughs> Um, wow. so, so yeah. what does your coach specialize in just helping you with the business? Yeah, I think so. There are definitely coaches like you in the copywriting space that um, I've been following too. Um, I'm learning a lot directly just from you as well. Just like reading, you know, all like just talking with you, I'm learning a lot. But I think just kind of someone who's been there, done that in my space, like you're doing for the wedding photographers. So I'm definitely interested in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, you know, entrepreneurs, um, you know, in terms of like writing your website, especially like something as emotional as weddings and photography, you know, photography is like visual storytelling, right? You're telling the whole story of the wedding. And um, for the most part, like on your website and your portfolio, your photos will do the trick, you know, like your photos are so beautiful. It's just like, oh, I want to, I really want to work with her. So you click on that link and then you look more into it. And the copy is really is what's going to like seal the deal. Well, so you have your branding, yeah. you have your photographs, and then you have your copy. It's kind of like the last, um, like the last sales pitch you can make before like, all right, I'm going to book you. And so yes. you don't want to leave um, your copy up to chance and just kind of write what you think is right, because often what you think is mm-hmm. right may not be right for the client. And so you just really want to be able to resonate and you want to attract the clients that you want to attract, you know, whether it's in the $1,500 range or the $5,000 range, you want to talk to that audience. Mm-hmm. And so 
Um, even if you cannot um, afford to hire one, I think you should at least get you know somebody to look over the copy and say, you know, does this make sense? Is it clear? Because it might be clear in your head, but it might not be clear to the person reading it. So that person, even if it's just a friend or like some other, um, you know, even a person like you know studying um, journalism, any anything, somebody that can look at it and say, okay, um, yes. I get where you're going, you know, but you know this could change here. I don't understand what you're saying here. So it's just a second eye. And I think once you can afford it, you should just hire a copywriter unless you love, love, love writing because, you know, there's so much, you know, you have to write your website copy. You don't want that to go stale. So you want to refresh it every once in a while. You have your social, you have your newsletters, you have your PR, you have your articles. There's just too much to write. And um, if you're trying to focus on yeah. building, you don't want to get caught in the details. And if you can find somebody good, you know, you can definitely work with me. But also there's so many easy ways to find copywriters. They're all over Instagram. You could go on LinkedIn and just do a call for papers, um, call for proposals. And you can get like five different proposals in a matter of minutes. And so um, it's wow. just very really easy. So I think it's something people should start um, kind of considering. Um, just it, it can only help you. Yeah, so, I think. Okay, so... Your point number one was just to keep writing. Do you recommend people just taking like a journal and just writing like about their day or writing about that wedding that they shot or just um, writing like an Instagram caption? Like what is your thought process of um, people just picking up a pen? Because for me, like when I write something, I want to like hide under a rock and like never look at it again. And I'm just scared of writing. It's like the scary monster, which is so funny because my sister is like this crazy award-winning journalist, um, author, <laughs> everything. So we're complete opposite. So you have any recommendations? This is for your tip number one. Yeah, for sure. I think, yes, just get out there and it's not going to be perfect the first time. And, um, and, and that's okay. And I think it's just good to keep keep going because, you know, in a few months, no one's going to be looking at that very first post from three months ago. That, that might as well be, you know, 20 years ago in internet hours, right? <laughs> so just keep going. Um, if you want to learn, there are definitely good, you know, um, just books that you could buy on Amazon, courses on Udemy, just other copywriting courses that mm. are out there, you know, and some of them are not that expensive. You know, Udemy sometimes goes on sale for like $10 that you can get a course, um, just a basic yeah. writing course. And, you know, um, if you're, I think, you know, some people try to like edit as they write, you know, don't do that. Just, just write how you talk and just go at it and just keep going and you will get better. You will get faster. Um, it's just really practice makes perfect and just, um, well, and not even perfect. It just practice makes better and you'll keep improving, you know, if that's what you want, you know, if you're just trying to, you know, get by right now and then try to make more money, then yes, you know, maybe hire a copywriter later, but, um, for now, just, just keep going. Don't, um, don't get stuck. And also, um, I think if you're new to it, maybe don't try to be too witty and cute. Um, and because um, people love, um, you know, like, you know, with Nike, it's like, just do it. It makes sense for a brand of that caliber, you know, but if you're trying to be, you know, kind of witty and clever and smart, and then your brand, I I'm not sure if your um, audience is going to get that, you know, so it's just, it's okay to um, yeah. not be Nike. It's okay to not do that. <laughs> so, you know, you could always be inspired, but, you, know, <laughs> you know, know where you're at and then just do that. And then, you know, really get feedback from your audience to talk to them and see what's working. Have you always been a good writer? Um, I don't, I think good is kind of like, um, you know, it's like relative, right? Cause some people actually might not like my writing style at all. And some people love it. 
And so, um, but one thing is I, I've always loved um, writing. I liked how there was okay. no um, definitive right or wrong way to do it. You know, like math and science are kind of like, this is how, you know, one plus one is two and there's no, nothing else you can do about that. But I really yes, liked how yeah. writing, you know, in my like language and English classes, you could write an essay and as long as you could kind of, you know, make sense and have a point and have a conclusion and, you know, um, just share what you're thinking, it was good enough. And so I really like that about um, writing. And so I kind of carry that with me, you know, my whole life, I've worked in, you know, publishing my, um, my bachelor's and is in English. And I've always kind of wondered, you know, what the heck am I going to do with this English degree? Because I had no interest in being yeah. like a journalist or anything like that. So I, I didn't know, but um, I just knew that, it would be beneficial and it's what I liked. So I'm going to stick with that. And for years, you know, I was just like, okay, I don't know what this degree is really doing for me, but like, finally, you know, the dots are like connecting and it's just, you know, you know, I'm so glad of the choices that I made and it's kind of all coming together now, finally. <laughs> Good job. Where did you go to college? I went to um, UCI in Irvine. So I went there okay, for yeah. Yeah, cool. my four years there. Awesome. Okay. So point number one, which is write, write, write. Point number mm -hmm. two is actually hire a copywriter and you would be my go-to girl. Um, <laughs> and then your point number three is take it away. Yeah. Hey guys, a little commercial from yours truly. Are you tired of meeting with wedding couples and then waiting and waiting for a decision or worse, getting ghosted completely? Whether you're a new photographer or just starting out, an experienced pro or anywhere in between, you can change that dynamic right now. I created an ebook and mini course about how to master the dreaded sales call and get that heck yes. It's only $37, so get yours today. It's um, really for the dreamers out there, you know, whether you have a business now or whether you want to change your business or whether you're just, you know, I feel like you're attracting people who are just kind of starting their journey too. Um, you know, keep dreaming. Like who cares if you're 20 or 50 or 60, whatever your age, like, don't let that stop you because, you know, you have this one life and, you know, you're thinking about this business or this idea, you know, possibly for a really long time. And maybe you feel like it's too late, but it's really not, you know, just, just go for it. Um, it's, it's so worth it. And, you know, the experiences that you're going to have along the way and the people you're going to meet, it's just, it, this is what life's about, right? Just, you know, going for it and, you know, doing, you know, making sure you don't have regrets and being proud of yourself. So I really just want to say that, you know, keep dreaming wow. and don't stop. I love that. Um, <laughs> I know I asked you the magic wand question, mm -hmm. but I feel like there's like a difference between you from now and maybe three months ago. And I feel like you have like this sense of passion and dreams. Um, I think you've gotten over a lot of your hurdles. Um, I know you said it was hard to get started, but what was been um, your biggest struggle like in the past couple months with your business? Um, with the business, I think the past couple months, it was I don't know. It's been so good in the past couple months. I think it's been, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's been really good. It's still in that kind of like honeymoon stage. And so oh, I really, amazing. yeah. And so I'm just like, you know, I'm falling deeper in love. And so it like things have been hard and I've had to, you know, do work harder than I ever have, but it's, you know, at least I'm, you know, working towards something that's meaningful to me. And I feel like I'm actually helping other people, you know, and so that feels, you know, really, really good. And, but you're right. It was, um, I think at first you're kind of just saying, oh, I'm going to do this, you know, business and you're just kind of saying it 
to almost like trick yourself or like teach your teach your mind to believe it. And then I think now finally yes. I'm there where I'm like, okay, I'm really doing this. I'm going all in. Um, there is, uh, you know, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to fail. I'm going to succeed. You know, all these things, like I'm okay with, you know, with the road ahead and it's a road I've never seen before. And so I'm just, uh, you know, I'll let you know about all the um, successes and failures soon. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Um, just for like our listeners to know that um, you lived in Torrance before and our kids went to the same um, Japanese school and now you just moved to Austin, Texas. So sad yeah. to see you leave. Um, yeah. So how's the transition? I know you just you just got there. So what's it like over there? Yeah, it is definitely um, different. Like the scenery is very different. Um, it's a lot more country in this area of North Austin than I thought. There's um, kind of some like really ugly strip malls that, you know, are they're, they're not <laughs> at all, but like, uh-huh. we love it so far. I think it's just, you know, we, we did it, you know, we sold our house, we packed up our stuff into one container. We've been living out of suitcases since June. You know, we had to transition our kids over, you know, uh-huh. on a three hour flight over there, you know, with a baby <laughs> and, you know, we just feel wow. so like, Okay, now we can kind of like relax a little bit. For the past couple months, I've been from, you know, our house to an Airbnb, to a hotel, to our in-laws. We've just been jumping around. So that's been um, really tough to do. Um, But, you know, now we're going to be here for like a few months in this Airbnb, and then we're looking for a house to buy. And so we're just kind of uh, really excited to get settled and just kind of really proud of, you know, ourselves, our family. Our kids are doing amazing they've transitioned so well. They're champs. Yeah. So really grateful for that. So are you still working at Sanrio and did your husband get like a new job or is he still same? Yeah. um, My husband, uh, he is fully remote. So he's kind of good. He could really work anywhere. And yeah, um, Sanrio, I've kind of transitioned into a more um, of a part-time position just to help with their transition, you know, to um, just because it's uh, the role I had was very um, tricky. And so I think my boss really wants to find somebody that, you know, fits the culture that can do the job. Um, And so until they find that person, I said, you know, I'm totally happy to help. And, you know, so I'm still kind of sticking around and, um, you know, working on Sanrio stuff as well. Wow. So moving to Texas was just because you wanted more space? Yeah, I think, well, more space. um, Like we love um, Southern California. We're both born and raised and such a SoCal person. Um, Love the multicultural, you know, the diversity. We love all of that. But we did not love like the 405 and traffic, how expensive everything is. And um, just this, like we realized during um, the pandemic really showed um, there's just this like undercurrent of stress that we're always under. We don't know what it is, but maybe it's just Mm. looking for parking or just, you know, possibly getting into a car accident. I'm not really sure what it was, but it was just this underlying stress that my husband and I both had, and we weren't quite sure if it was because of LA or because of, you know, we had so many obligations and things to do. And we were just kind of, um, just both stressed. So when the pandemic hit and we were able to, you know, sit back down and really reflect on what we wanted, like living there and raising our kids there kind of didn't fit that picture. You know, we really wanted to feel free and, um, and I'm not really sure in what ways we wanted freedom, but we just didn't want to be chained down by anything, you know, so we got rid of the house. We're like, okay, even if we buy a house, we're not going to let that chain us down anymore. We're going to, we're going to, if we want to move, we're going to move, we're going to sell it and move on. And, you know, even with like family and friends, it was really hard to, you know, say goodbye. But, um, 
you know, we're going to be back every, you know, so often and we have um, text messaging still, you know, we yes. have these Zoom calls <laughs> and things like that. So, you know, we know that we are trading off um, something, but we feel like there's something to gain from, you know, making these big sweeping changes, being around different types of people. And so we're just trying to really look at, you know, what we can gain versus like everything that we've lost and, um, you know, everything that we'll miss. Wow. I totally resonate with you on everything you're saying. I think like where we live, there is like this underlining like pressure or stress that we have um, just getting caught up. I stumbled upon this cute little bookstore in Palos Verdes, but I forget what it's called. But it's like the things you only see when you slow down. I forget yeah. the author. Um, and it's just like, oh, our like our minds are so busy. Like, are we really busy? So it's just kind of slowing down your minds. But I think you and your yeah. family or you and your husband just really realized that and just needed to take the the jump or the leap um, to make like a new beginnings for you guys to just um, yeah. change that mentality. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's very inspirational to me. Oh, thank you. Yeah. We, you know, we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't even know if we'll like it. We've actually never even visited Austin before we decided. Oh my so, God. That's crazy. Yeah. So every little, you know, win that we have, like, oh, the kids like the daycare. Oh my God. They're actually having fun for the first time. My, you know, my, uh, my middle child, um, he's not crying like on the way into class. And, you know, wow. that, that just, we notice those things now and, you know, it says a lot and we just, you know, we appreciate it so much more. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to slow down to like, I'm trying to give away like as many little shoots as possible to my yeah. associates and just focus on the podcast and the coaching business. So yeah. I don't have to be driving, but I think driving and the parking that yeah. is a big added stress, like, you know, hours on the 405, like you said, right. but you know what time it is? It's time for rapid fire questions. <laughs> Are you ready? I, yeah, I think so. Okay. So Samuel probably won't hear this podcast, but what was your favorite <laughs> job and why? Oh yeah, for sure it is um, Sanrio. Sanrio has a, you know a lot of issues in itself. Like I do do know that, um, but I I just liked you know how much kind of freedom they gave me to you know explore and you know make mistakes. And it just really kind of taught me like the art of like selling and just like negotiating and all that stuff. So, um, and the characters are really cute. And then the, the people that you, that get Sanrio that understand like Hello Kitty and what it could do for their brand too, they're just really great people to work with. So I, mm -hmm. you know, I've been lucky that I get to work on all like the collaborations and the fun stuff, you know, some yeah, people so have to do uh, straight up licensing, which is not as exciting sometimes. Uh -huh. Um, yeah, for sure. Being able to work with like major brands and, you know, at the like, um, like the C-suite level, it's just, you know, it's, it's so, um, it's just, it was such a good experience. I don't know. It was, it was hard to leave, but, um, yeah, it's still a nine to five. So <laughs> yeah. Cool, uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. So what is your number one selling tip technique or hack? I think you know, making sure you do your research, you know, research who you are outreaching to, make sure you know what they stand for. Do they have little like philosophies? Do they align with yours? Do they have anniversaries? Do they have um, something that, you know, connects you to them? You know, can, do they like Japanese culture? You know, do they like, you know, it, I don't know. There's just so many things you can learn about them before you make your first move. Wow. Yeah, that's very 
Very good. Even I do research with my couples. If they DM me on Instagram, I always, you know, stalk their feed and try to come up with some sort of like relation to them or similarities. Um, So we have some sort of common ground, but that's so important, not just a cold outreach like, hey, you, you know. Right. right, Yes. Okay, since I'm such a lover and you're such a lover, tell me about your wedding in a nutshell and what did you dislike or like about your photographer? (laughs) You don't have to do Yeah, no, um, the wedding was great, actually. Um, So my mom actually passed away around the same time as my wedding. So it was very, um, very like emotional. Yeah. I think that's kind of what made it so like special because it was like a tribute to her as well. Mm. And unfortunately, a lot of people couldn't meet her, but you know, she Mm -hmm. was, you know, I felt like she was still there and, you know, she was like watching, you know, from above and, you know, it just kind of gave Mm -hmm. the wedding this, you know, just a little bit more, um, like a deeper feeling that, um, that it wasn't just, it was a celebration of like two families coming together, but it was also like a celebration of like life. And, you know, I think a lot of people, um, there it's just like uh they didn't you know they stopped for maybe for that moment to stop taking things for granted and just like be like appreciate yeah, what we have yeah. now because it's going to be gone like for sure mm-hmm. one day you know whether you know we want to admit it or not yeah. but you know I think that was um, really special um our photographer was great I think it wasn't them it was me as a client I was probably not an ideal client mm. of anybody's I negotiated you know I tried a lowball offer and it's all the things <laughs> that make me kind of sick about myself now um so it's I, all good yeah. <laughs> so I try to get you know the biggest bang for my buck. And then, you know, I think um, when you try to do that with somebody, they kind of deliver in a way that meets that price point. So I should have just gave them the respect that they deserved Mm. in terms of how much they were charging. And then, you know, I possibly could have gotten a better reaction from them too. Um, It did take a long time to get the photographs, you know, so that was kind of annoying to be honest. But, you know, the photographs that we did like, they came out good, but there was a ton that I was just like, oh no, I look I don't know, this pose is so cheesy, like I hate it. And, you know, so there was probably 30 shots that I really loved and, you know, a few hundred that I couldn't stand. (laughs) So That's so crazy. Yeah, Yeah, going back about like what you said about your mom and just this is what weddings are all about, like two families coming together and just really being present. And like it doesn't happen all the time. And especially Mm -hmm. after COVID, like no one even saw each other for like a year and a half. And so these times together that we have as, you know, two families, it's very, very rare. So like that moment, that day is just so special. And taking it all in and just knowing that to not take for granted like anything. And, you know, if your hair is out of whack or, you know, you you get your period the day of the wedding, like I did, like you just have to kind of brush it off and just say, hey, this is like, literally like a very important day in our lives. So just enjoy every second. And I I always coach my bride and grooms like, hey, take a minute, like take a deep breath and like just look around you and like take in the moments because it goes by so fast. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I I really wish that, you know, more photographers would do that. And I think they have a lot to learn, you know, just, just from what you said right now, it's like, yeah, you know, be there for the couple and you're not just there to take pretty photos, you know, you're there, you know, you're so much more than that. And you know, that's, yeah, I think people have a lot to learn. <laughs> Some groups. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm like kind of running out of questions. Can you ask me a question? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. What made you want to do coaching? And, you know, I know you can help a lot of people, but what, you know, what, what got you started on all of this? 
I think I've been coaching for my whole career because um, people would reach out to me and want to shoot and they they would be new and I would help them a lot. And they said, they would say like not a lot of photographers would do that for them. I would give them all my resources, um, you know, all my knowledge. And I've helped like maybe in my days, like five or six wedding photographers go from, you know, quitting their nine to five to becoming a full-time wedding photographer making, you know, good income and loving what they do. And they still do that to this day. So I think I've always been like a coach at heart. And during pandemic, like you made this big transition to Austin, but, um, you know, I found that I do like my lifestyle to be kind of paced at a slower rate. I was on the treadmill and I couldn't stop. So everything finally stopped and, you know, I got to kind of take a step back. I had another baby um, and just realized like, you know, I don't want to be gone every single weekend. It's such a grind. Um, and it's it's taxing on the body with like two cameras and all the, the flashes and lightings and bags and, you know, <laughs> on your feet for 10 hours. So um, I just realized like I wanted to create this curriculum and I'm really good at like um, the sales call, just asking the powerful questions and really getting to know them. So that's something I specialize in. And I also specialize in getting on the venue vendor list, which is the holy grail. And a lot of people don't know how to do this. So those are like my two big things I could help um, photographers overcome. But yeah, I just been loving the journey so much. And you totally (laughs) helped me in every way because me and you always talk about like, we found each other like it was some sort of like energetic chemistry. Um, <laughs> the universe like wanted us to meet because you know after we met at you know you you hired me for a photo shoot for your family and then we didn't even know we went to the same schools our kids yeah. went to the same schools and you're like oh is that Carissa Wu like I recognize your jacket or something you're wearing um, shop Blue Mare um, yeah and we just kind of hit it off and you were starting copywriting so I was like okay like let's do this yeah so you've been amazing and like I think my business has you know blown up because of you because of the sales page and you know the email sequence and everything that you could do and like you said in the very beginning like you don't need that much time like you could channel my Carissa Wu energy like in 15 minutes and just go regurgitate it on this beautiful page of words you're like the wordsmith the unicorn of copywriting the bento box unicorn. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just been amazing. So you could tell the listeners that what you're giving for free, which is super amazing, and people should totally hop on this because it's only how many people that you're doing this for? For three. Okay, so tell us what you're going to give us, all the goods. Yeah, um, you know, I'm not there in uh, my business where I can have like a downloadable freebie. So I really wanted to do some one on one, especially with people who are just starting out. And so if you need kind of like sales copy evaluation, you know, I'm happy to do it. I really want to help somebody that's just starting out or just really, really needs the help. And so if they could just email me at um, hello at copybento.com and I'll kind of uh, evaluate which ones, um, you know, need it the most or which ones are just starting out and which ones kind of resonate with me and um, we can go from there. But yeah, I would love to do a like a quick evaluation of their copy. Oh, I love that. I love that. So nice. Like when you did my first call, um, it was very flawless and effortless. And when I got back the bio, like, you know, in a week or two, I was blown <laughs> away. So you guys better hop on this offer now. And any lasting advice, Cindy, for anyone starting out? I know you said your whole spiel about the dreamers and um, 
you know, writing and hiring copywriters and where they could find copywriters, but just anything that you could give um, your lasting words for today. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think this is a hard one. But I think, um, you know, really looking for a coach is kind of my priority right now. And I think that other people should really consider it too. If they weren't thinking about it before, you know, really look at yourself. Is a, you know, three to, it could be even $10,000, you know, is that investment? Are you going to get that back? And how quickly will you get that back? Because some people will get it back in a matter of months and then some. And so it's just, you know, really looking at it as investment, as a mentor, like, you know, somebody who's like really cheering you on somebody's whose success is tied to your own. And, you know, those are the people that really want you to succeed. And so just, you know, having somebody in your back pocket like that, I've just, you know, ever since meeting you, I've just felt like that's, that's what I got to do. And, um, you know, I hope other people will definitely, you know, if the people who were on the fence, just go for it, people who weren't considering it, you know, really just think about it, because, you know, it's, it's better than going to, you know, school for it because you won't find it at school. You know, you got to find the right one that, totally. you know, that fits you right now. Cool. I love that. Thank you, Cindy. I loved our conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. Had a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me this week on Get a Heck Yes with Carissa Wu. Make sure to follow, subscribe, leave a review, or tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot and post to IG. Tag me. Also, don't forget to download my free guide on how to become a lead generating machine. See you next time, wedding pros.